0: Today's sponsor is EveryPlate. Initially, I thought meal kits had to be expensive, that there were kind of a splurge. But as it turns out, EveryPlate is more affordable than groceries. Their quality ingredients come pre-portioned to help you save money and reduce food waste. You know, like the bag of spinach that I throw out every single week. You can skip the store and let EveryPlate plan, shop, and deliver everything you need to cook a delicious meal at a consistently low price. For me, in the summer, I'd rather be out enjoying the sunshine than cooking. EveryPlate helps me do just that. veggie plate, family plate, and easy plate preferences to serve up crowd-pleasing meals night after night. Try EveryPlate for just $1.79 per meal by going to everyplate.com and entering the code SELFIE179. Again, that's $1.79 per meal at everyplate.com with the code SELFIE179. Today our show is sponsored by Nutrafol. 30 million women are impacted by weakened or thinning hair. If you are among them, know that you're not alone and there is a solution you can trust to deliver results thousands of women have taken back control of their hair with Nutrafol. Nutrafol offers targeted formulas for women that are clinically shown to improve hair growth and thickness with less shedding through all stages of life. Healthier hair growth takes time. You'll begin to experience thicker, stronger, faster growing hair in three to six months in a clinical study. 86% Plus, you get free shipping on every order. Get $15 off at Nutrafol.com. That's spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com with the promo code SELFIE. Hey, everyone. I'm Kristen Howerton, a writer and a psychotherapist. And I'm Rue Powell, an admitted workaholic and self-care Luddite. And you are listening to SELFIE, a weekly podcast about women learning to take better care of themselves.
1: We think self-care is important, but it can simultaneously be elusive.
0: Hey guys, well, today we are going to be talking with my friend and author, Jonathan Merritt. He is the author of the book, Learning to Speak God from Scratch. We are talking about our shared issue with people-pleasing and how we have recovered, or at least tried to recover from that. I'll also be sharing a little bit from my new book that came out just yesterday, and you can grab that at anywhere books are sold. We're gonna be talking with Claire um, about whether or not the Clarisonic lives up to the hype. Today's episode is sponsored by Hero Cosmetics. They have a great product called The Mighty Patch. It's a hydrocolloid patch that extracts impurities. And my kids love it because you can see the impurities in the patch after you pull it off. If you struggle with acne popping up at the worst time, it's a great solution. You can try it for yourself using code SELFIE15 for 15% off at herocosmetics.com. But first things first, I'm going to check in with Rue. Rue, how is your self-care going this week?
1: Well, uh, pretty good. You know, the weather has been getting hotter that and helps. so I yes and even though we're still fairly under um, you know pretty pretty strict lockdown, I have been making sure I get outside and I've always been a book reader, not so much an audiobook listener
2: mm-hmm.
1: but um, it's been nice to just plug into an audiobook go outside and bring a bottle of water with me and just walk and kind of space out listening to a book. And that has been yes. really nice. And um, I've been trying to run a little bit as well. And it gets, it's it's super not fun running to a book. You have to switch to Spotify then. It's, it's required by law. <laughs> but, um, and honestly, like I've been sort of, and I think this is how you and I have been feeling. Like we've talked about it a couple episodes ago where we're just like, Uh, blow dry our hair eh, you know totally um, paint our fingernails eh. and so i am at the point where i feel like i've lost all sense of shame's not the word but if it's sweaty i just yank my shirt off and i'm (laughs) running around in a sports bra and i would probably like be a little concerned if i ran into the town superintendent but this is just you know I'm not going to a gym. I'm not taking a yoga class. I'm just doing what I can with what I have. And that means running outside and making you guys all see my uh, A cup sports bra. Yeah. Hey, I mean, why not? Yeah, I really, um, I'm enjoying
0: doing the same kind of thing, listening to things as I'm cleaning the house or out and about. Um, And I feel like, you know, for introverts who are struggling with Feeling like we're not having that alone time because, you know, our kids are home, our family's home. Man, there is just nothing better than taking a walk if you can pull it off. If you have a partner right. or your kids are old enough to stay at home by themselves, just getting out and taking a walk and being able to listen to a grown up talk is really yes. nice.
1: <laughs> yeah. And I think what's nice too is that, like, whether it's an audiobook or even a podcast, you can get them in, I don't know, like bite sized chunks. So if it's like, if I can only take a 10 minute walk, I'm still going to take a 10 minute walk and, and feel better for it. So um, that's been really, that's been a, very much a saving grace lately is just being able to kind of immerse myself in something different, um, but it's accessible because I don't have to drive anywhere or get a sitter or, you know, my gym's closed, but that's okay. I can still do something nice for myself. Yes, absolutely. And so for you, uh, your self-care, I think we should pivot to the very exciting thing that is happening with you? Well, my book came out
0: yesterday, which is crazy. I mean, it's super surreal. It's been so many years in the making. I mean, it just it feels like, I don't know, it feels weird. It feels vulnerable. It feels exciting. It's nerve wracking. You know, it's like putting this little baby out into the world. Um, so I don't know. I mean, I, I mostly feel
1: good about it. <laughs> But, you know, there's just there's some nervousness, too. Yeah, I, I you mean, know. you've got to be like 90% excited and like 10% vomity. Yes, that's I would I'm going to say 80-20, but yes. <laughs> <laughs> have you very important? Have you changed your bio on Twitter to include author? And have you changed your bio on LinkedIn to include author?
0: I have I have done those things that's yes.
1: so exciting that's so exciting it is. you know it's what you weird. should do what? this year you should be one of those families that sends out and I know like we've kind of joked about this you should be one of those families that sends out holiday letters that say like what you accomplished this year and you should put that in there
0: <laughs> I should I actually should well I don't know if if we were friends when I was still doing this but for a long time I used to send out letters but they were jokey brag letters and then they were footnoted and so I would make up lies and then the footnote <laughs> would tell the truth
1: Oh, my toddler uh, got accepted into Mensa. <laughs> exactly, and
0: then the footnote would be like, "She put a Cheerio in her nose today." <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna have to go um, back to
1: that. And and I think uh, to celebrate, you are going to do us all a solid and read us a portion of your book. I am going to read a very small portion of the book,
0: um, just in case. And so, you know, in case you are like, "What is this whole book about?" So. It's called Rage Against the Minivan. The subtitle is Learning to Parent Without Perfection. And I want to say this. For people who think that this might be a parenting advice or self-help book, it is not. It is a humor memoir. I touch on a number of topics, parenting being a big one, but also I talk about race. I talk about loss. I talk about anxiety. I talk about faith. So I think there is something in there for everyone. Um, But... You know, I was trying to think, like, what could I read that kind of gives an accurate picture of the book? And I'm just going to read a little section from the very first chapter. Great. The struggle to be content and happy with your imperfect self is a journey. Over the years, I've worked hard at settling into peace with myself as a good enough mom while maintaining some sense of my own identity outside of parenting. That's what raging against the minivan has come to mean to me. It's the quiet rebellion against obsessing over the optics and outcomes of motherhood from the kind of car we drive to looking like we have it all together. It's about opting out of the comparison game and giving ourselves permission to fail to get back up and to love with our whole hearts the next day.
1: So, yeah, that is um, that's the gist of the book. I'm so excited for this. And I feel like anyone who has followed you for a million years that even writing Rage Against the Minivan and has watched you kind of just go through, I mean, the beginning of the blog, it was you with like teeny tiny kids and like babies and then adoption. Yep. And it's gone, you've gone through this, like everyone's been able to kind of see you kind of go along the past decade more than now um and so to have this all kind of wrapped up in a book i think is really special for the people who have been following you for a long time and for the people who are new to you as well so i'm excited a uh, happy happy book week and i hope if you're listening if you haven't ordered it yet please do you will uh you will really love it you'll be better for it and uh, it's a great book to give to a friend as well well thank you Well, what do you have
0: for two thumbs up for us this week?
1: Balls. Oh. Um, I mean, like acupressure therapy balls that are really, (laughs) they're really good for, uh, so I had mentioned this, I had mentioned this in the selfie podcast community group that, um, and you and I have talked about this as well, like where we all kind of keep tension. And so right now, if you're listening, do yourself a favor and like, drop your shoulders and relax your jaw, you know, and that's I always feel like my shoulders are up by my ears, and I'm just tense in my upper back and like where my neck is. And so these are um, actually learned about these at the gym, where if you've got like a tight spot, whether it's in your neck or your upper back or your lower back or your leg, you kind of just stick the ball there and just put your weight on it. Hmm. And it is you can like, if you if you hold it there for like, I don't know, 20 seconds, you'll start to feel that tension release. Yeah, I cannot live without it, especially now that like, none of us can get massages yeah. at all. Um, I have been really counting on like these acupressure therapy balls. And there's this wedge that I talked about for my neck um, months ago. And those are things that I uh, have been counting on, especially when I don't know, Like, anxiety can cause muscle tension, or just stress can cause muscle tension, or if you're, you know, running around outside in a sports bra and you haven't been in a while, um, it's nice to have that. So that's been really helpful for me. I lost them, and I immediately ordered um, another set. And so they come in, like, either packs of two or three, and I linked to one here, and they're not like there's no specialized one just make sure it's like it's basically like a really thick rubber bouncy ball and Got it's it. the best kind it's it's so good so i very much recommend that um my other two thumbs up is um so you know i've worked in the startup space for a long time and so the plus side of that is that i get to hear about apps and cool things when they're new so a few years back acorns was this really new app i jumped on board right away and all it does is you hook it up to an account whether a checking account or like for example it's my checking account and every time i spend money it just rounds it up to the next dollar and drops that change in my acorns account Hmm. and over and it invests it and i do like you know a moderate moderately um What's the word? Like moderately aggressive investment. And I'll also just drop like an extra $10 in, uh, in here or there, or I'll auto withdraw $5 a week, that sort of thing. What's nice about it is you completely forget it exists. Yeah, And I was able to pay for five of us to fly to London with the amount I had in my Acorns account, simply because I was auto... Taking it out over the course of a couple of years, and That's it was awesome. investing aggressively, and I forgot about it, and I was like, "Oh, wait a minute! I can totally pay for plane tickets right now." And so I've done it again since, and right now it's just a really nice emergency fund because you know we're in this state where you might need an emergency fund. Um, so it's super easy to use, and you know me, I love like a really beautiful app and a really pretty interface, and if an app is ugly, I'm less likely to use it. It's a really beautiful um, UI user interface. So very cool. Yes, those are my two. Those are my two two thumbs up for the week. How about you?
0: Well, mine are both somewhat cooking related. So the first one is I found this cookbook that I'm really liking. Um, it's called "Cook Once, Eat All Week," and so what she's basically done, and it's all gluten free. The whole, the whole book is gluten-free. The author is Cassie Joy Garcia, and so she's basically set it up so that um, you, you like, cook your meats, and then she kind of figures out how to spread them out through the week, if that makes sense. So, like, maybe you make a roasted chicken one day, and then you're doing chicken tacos the next. So, I don't know. It's It's nice for lazy cooks like myself to kind of, like, batch cook on the weekend and then spread it out through the whole week.
1: I got it. So let's say you have a bunch of, I don't know, chicken breast or ground beef. She has you cook it all at the same time yeah. and then they, and they all become part of different meals. Yes, exactly. Th- that is really smart. Um, and then my next one is such a simple thing, but it's
0: something that I had for a while and then I didn't. And then I got it again, which is a nonstick oven liner that you put at the bottom of your oven that catches when, you know, you make a pizza and cheese falls to the bottom or whatever, so that instead of having to actually clean the oven, you pull mm. that liner out and you can rinse the liner out in the sink and then put it right back in.
1: That's very smart. It is. And I didn't have one for the
0: longest time. And, and it's like one of the easiest. I mean, I think they're like 13 bucks. Um, but it definitely saves on oven cleaning time if you use your oven a lot.
1: But also I don't know that I actually clean the inside of my oven.
0: I rarely do.
1: Like unless something is going to catch on fire because something spilled. Like when people talk about, oh, yeah, my oven has this great auto clean. I truthfully don't know what that means.
0: Okay, I'll tell you what it means because we actually just did it. Because we've been using the oven so much that, you know, when like... (laughs) I don't know if this has ever happened to you, but like you're making brownies, but the whole kitchen starts to smell like pizza because you have so much (laughs) cheese on the bottom of the oven. Does that make sense? Like, yeah, no, I get what you're saying. We had just spilled so much food that every time I just preheated something, it smelled like an old food that we'd made the week before. (laughs) So we did do the auto clean. And the auto clean, what that essentially does is it turns the oven up to like, ungodly temperatures and burns everything up so it's actually really nice because then you're kind of rather than cleaning out food you're kind of cleaning out ash but my recommendation is don't do it while you're home because it makes it smell terrible it's like toxic
1: you are basically cremating whatever you're in the cremating
0: oven. everything that's in your oven
1: yes that's accurate yeah. Okay. Well, um I'm embarrassed that it took me, you know, thirty seven years to learn this, but I'm I feel wiser. I feel wiser for it. I want
0: you to try it, but you need to like you have to take the family on like a walk or something because it re- it takes like three hours and it will really stink up your kitchen. Wait,
1: will the oven be hot for three hours? Yeah. Like it'll you have it on for three hours? Crazy hot. Yeah. Uh, is that that's not like um you're not concerned, like are you I mean, not yes, concerned that you're gonna I'm- leave and
0: Yes, as I'm saying this out loud, it sounds like a terrible plan to turn it on and leave. Yes, that sounds very risky. <laughs> yes,
1: as I speak the words out of my mouth, I realize how bad it sounds.
0: This is so probably I
1: why, maybe you should just do my method and just don't clean your oven. Okay, and that's then, fair. That's also yeah. a good method. <laughs>
0: Tritinoin stimulates collagen production to prevent and treat signs of premature skin aging from years of sun damage, things like fine lines and wrinkles, dark spots, uneven skin tone and big pores. offer anywhere. That's S-E-L-F-I-E to get 15% off your first order at DearBrightly.com. So when I was a teen learning to shave my legs, my mom did not do me any favors by buying me really cheap disposable razors. If you grew up in as a teen in the 90s, you know the ones, and they left nicks and cuts all over me when I was trying to shave. So cartridges, a cute little magnetic hook for your shower storage, and your choice of a handle color. I personally chose the Coral, but what I really like about it is they have a ton of different colors, black, white, pastel, neon. So if you have a big family like mine, everyone can have the razor in their own color so you don't get them confused. What I also love about Athena Club, you guys know I love automating things. You never have to worry about dull blades because they send refills on your schedule. You just choose how often you want them and they will send them automatically with free shipping. I would also highly recommend their cloud shave foam too. It's insanely thick and stays on while you shave so you don't have to reapply. It leaves your skin feeling very moisturized. It's really, really good. If you want to try a great quality razor that cuts down on the wastefulness of disposable razors, try Athena Club razor kit. You can get 20% off your first order at athenaclub.com with the promo code SELFIE. That's A-T-H-E-N-A-C-L-U-B.com with the promo code SELFIE for 20% off. We wanted to take a minute to talk about one of our paid sponsors, payoff.com. If you are struggling with debt right now and high interest rates are making it hard for you to get out of the credit card debt on your own, a payoff loan may be an option to get out of the debt cycle. A payoff loan is a personal loan backed by member-centric credit unions designed to help you pay off your credit cards with rates as low as 5.99% APR and loan amounts up to $35,000. There are no hidden fees and payoff.com offers customer support to help you reach your financial goals. Some of the benefits of a payoff loan may also include potential credit score boosting, one monthly payment, and savings from a lower interest rate. Go to payoff.com slash selfie to learn more. And no worries, checking loan rates won't affect your credit score. Try something new. Pay off your credit card debt with payoff. More information is available at payoff.com slash selfie NMLS ID number one three nine six eight zero five. Not all applicants may qualify loans only available within the United States. Loan is not available in all states. Payoff works with lending partners who originate the loans. Additional terms, conditions, and eligibility requirements may apply. More information is available at payoff.com slash selfie. Okay, now I am going to share a portion of a conversation I had with my friend Jonathan Merritt. He is the author of a book called Learning to Speak God from Scratch. This is part of a larger conversation that we had That was part of my author conversation series called That's What She Said. You can find the whole conversation on my YouTube page. Um, But in this portion that I wanted to share, Jonathan and I are sharing our shared issue with people-pleasing. Jonathan and I have been friends for a while. We have very similar personalities, and we have both struggled with coming from families where performance was really expected and pushed. And we have both um, dealt with figuring out how to work ourselves out of trying to make everyone happy all the time. How do you feel like you've come to peace with that drive to perform and then also like an obvious like healthy desire to be a real walking, talking person with flaws
3: well, the, uh, for me, it's, it is, uh, a lot of it is about authenticity because, you know, they say that for an Enneagram three, and I know this is true in my life, that like the, the core sin or shadow or whatever mm-hmm. is deceit. Yeah. And so you're a chameleon. You can yes. shapeshift, you can go to church and be one thing and then hang out ah. with your friends and be one thing and be with your parents and be with one thing. And you've learned to shapeshift seamlessly. You, you kind of have this, Huh. um, Fractured personality and you're comfortable with that. Yep. So what I've really worked on is learning when I'm doing that and, Mm -hmm. and to intentionally do something that would break that cycle. I'll often make a joke that's inappropriate or if someone tells me, um, you know, like I I wrote an article recently and somebody said, don't write that. Mm -hmm. And I was like, now it's a hundred percent chance I'm writing that Mm a hundred percent chance. Because I know that that what I want to do is please the influential person telling me to do this thing. And now I know that I can't because my original impulse, the pure impulse was to write this. Mm -hmm. And now I'm I'm wrapping myself around Mm -hmm. somebody else who's more influential, more powerful, more Mm -hmm. successful. So I look for those patterns to deceive. I don't know what you what do you do? What do you do to kind of resist those?
0: I think it's the same. I think when I find myself performing, when I find mm-hmm. myself concerned about m- more concerned about what other people think than being true, right. Mm-hmm. Um, then I have to really take a step back, but I've done a lot. I mean, I know you're a fan of therapy and I am too. And I, you know, I've done a lot of work on just, um, learning how to let go of worrying about what other people think of me. And I, I will right. say this, I, I think it's important to worry about what a small group thinks of you. You know, I, I'm not one of those like what other people think is none of your business. I actually think what your loved ones, like your chosen family, what they think of you is important. And if they all think you're an asshole, you might be one.
3: <laughs> yeah. Right, right, right.
0: But choosing who are the people, who are the people whose opinion matters and making that circle really small. And then being, you know, open to feedback from that circle, but then from the rest, just being like, "There's really, you know, there's not much I can do. Like, it's so, okay, right. it's okay if people don't like me. Like, that's okay,
3: right? Right? Do right, you,
0: Jonathan? Right? Is it okay? Yes,
3: yes it's okay. I, 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 right? I I'm, I'm notarizing. I'm sending you a notarized letter today, telling you it's okay. <laughs> it, it is, uh, it is interesting though because I find that the, the more that i achieve yeah i the more that i just want to achieve and i don't know if you feel i remember when my first book came out i mean is this is your first book right this is my first book yeah and that's a that is for a three that is a dear diary moment right (laughs) nobody nobody is like the biggest moment is when you write your third book it's 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 the first book is something special yeah how has that Is that another, is, is that another, you know, sticker on your VBS board? Is that another Mm check mark is a, how do you feel this differently than maybe you felt success earlier in your life? You know, it's
0: so funny that you asked that because I'm, I am deep in that struggle right now. I'm, you know, I'm two weeks out from launch and I vacillate between being totally at peace and being like, I've, done what I can. I've written the best book that I could and now it goes out into the world and I don't need to control the outcomes. And then vacillating between like, I have to do well and sell this and promote this. And and it's hard because, you know, when you're releasing a book, um, everything around you is pu- is pushing you. I mean, you have a team of people who are pushing you to control the outcome, right? And to right. worry about the numbers right. and the sales. And so it's, it's hard because it's not just you, it's almost like everything is surrounding you, um, to, to, be looking at numbers and, and outcomes. And so it's been a real challenge. I will just say that, like, I feel like I have done a lot of work and, and yet still here I am kind of face to face with all of these same demons of just Ooh. wanting to perform well, wanting to do well, wanting to be perceived well, Mm -hmm. Um, and then really worrying, like having a lot of internal stress and worry. And, you know, it's coming out in the middle of a pandemic, which that's very stressful too, you know, like what, what does this do Mm -hmm. for numbers? There were, you know, speaking engagements and stuff that were lost. So all that to say, um, you know, I just think our, our internal struggles, oftentimes it's just a work in progress. Right. And I, this, this, this was a challenge. This, this has been a, a, a big challenge. Like you think you've worked something out and then you're like, no, I, I'm still just a little girl yeah. who wants to be loved.
3: <laughs> yes, <Right>? yes. 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 <laughs> and I will tell you, I'll tell you not, not like I'm, you know, way ahead of you or anything, Well, you are though, you, because we're so similar. I yeah. will tell you what has been a struggle for me is after it comes out, because it's the internet, yeah. There, there is, it's not like you have to wait for the, for the Sunday paper to come out. Mm-hmm. You can just hit refresh. Yeah. And watching your Amazon ranking mm-hmm. or checking your Google alerts or seeing your hashtags on social media can become a, a every day you feel like you're, you're, you're taking a pass fail class. Yes. And uh, it's hard.
0: Totally. I I feel that. I feel that. And I've I've had to put a lot of self-discipline forward even now and just, okay, I'm not going to look at reviews every day or I'm not going to, you know, really slowing down and and trying to stay present with my family, you know, that just like, I I love that I wrote a book. I really do. But like what really matters is the kids that are in front of me, the people that I'm in relationship with and like trying to stay focused on them and then letting, you know, doing my work for the book, but then letting it do what it does.
3: Right. 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 But it's hard. I it's mean, really hard. I mean, it, Oh, it's, it is, it is super hard. Do you find, I want to ask you a question because, you know, you and I chatted a couple days ago on, on mine and you said something and you just brought it up again. And I meant to ask you, you talked about controlling outcomes.
0: Yes. You talk about that in your book, by the way, that is a huge theme in the book. Huge. Okay. Because okay. that's also been a lifelong struggle for me. And I, I went through infertility, I went through miscarriages, and then I went through two long adoptions, wanting to control every aspect and not having any control. So letting go of trying to control outcomes is basically the theme of my life.
3: So how do you you as a therapist connect? Because I am the exact same. Yeah. If I get into a relationship and I'm not sure where it might go, I cut it off. Yeah. Right? Like I have to be constantly assured that it's going to the place I want it to, or I yeah. freak out. Yeah. So with you, do you connect that to the way you were brought up? Like, should I connect that to the way I was mm. brought up? Is the is the is this impulse or compulsion to control the outcome? Is it about predictability or safety or or any thoughts on how on how that came to be in you?
0: Yeah, that's such a good question. Um I think it had to have, I think it had to have because a part of keeping up appearances is knowing where everything's going to go and being in in control. Right. And, and, um, cause I'm very much the same way. I mean, I got married to like the first serious guy that I dated in college out of, yeah. out of, um, a desire to control the outcome. Like, let's look, let's get this locked down. I want to make sure this yeah. is okay. You know? Yeah. Um, yeah, I think it. I think it. I think it stems from that anxiety of not believing that things will just be okay if I am not stirring and directing everything.
3: hmm hmm Yeah, I think that's right. I think that. Or as some of it could be when other people are in control of the outcomes. Yeah. You get screwed.
0: Well, yeah. You, the, you that's also happened. Dry,
3: right? Yes, <laughs> right? that has
0: happened. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. All right. My last question for you. Okay. What is saving your self-care right now? What do you two things? I want, I want two things. These could be, it could be a show. It could be a practice. It could be a book. It could be a candle. What are two things that are keeping your self-care good right now?
3: There are two things. One, I have a regular meditation practice and it's not I have a range of practices, but I am, I am regularly meditating. And so that could be a meditation I do before bed. If I could swing around, I could show you, I have like a little altar in my house and, um, maybe I can. You should
0: show us. Um, yeah.
3: so if you, if you see over here, um, I love that your earphones. So I have my um, my meditation cushion is down here. I love it. Um, my plant died, but normally I like to have some greener. <laughs> I just put a little plant over there. We've got St. Francis. I've got my sage here. I love sage, in, uh-huh. especially in my morning meditation. I love sage and some palo santo. I do have some crystals, that most of which are gifts. Um, this is uh, an, an icon from a, a monastery I went to in New Mexico. They hang them over their beds. And it is uh, an iconographer, a new Mexican iconographer who's now passed away. And then um,
0: I love those bowls. We have one of those oh, too.
3: <laughs> I love it. It's just great. After I, I I'll sit down, I'll have morning prayer, I will love uh, it. I'll meditate. And then that's just a way to kind of, you know, bring yourself back um, totally to reality. Yes. So that's it's like a reset that's button area. Love so it. I do a lot of a lot of meditating. Okay. And then um, the other one is is that I I'm quarantined now back in the city with a family. I don't know mm-hmm. if you know David and Kate Gunger, and mm-hmm. they have four four kids, mm-hmm. and they live downstairs. Like this morning, we watch. I brought my coffee down. We watched church together. You know, we it's sing. Great. I last night actually this book. I don't know if you've seen it, but I'm going to recommend another book. But I, this was what I read them for bedtime last night. I ordered it and I had to read it first. To see, but I love it. So if anybody's looking for fun kitty reads, oh, you fun. know, Shell Silverstein, yeah, yeah. This is a little off the beaten path, and it relates to some of what we've talked about. It's called "The Missing Piece Meets the Big O," and this missing piece, which is the little triangle, uh-huh. is trying to find a circle that will that has a like a a, a pizza cut an out opening of it, for right? it. Oh, and and. And he finds a couple, and then um, he grows, and then they don't like him anymore, hmm. so they get rid of him. And so he meets this big O, and this big O's like, well, I don't have space for you. Or he says, you don't have space for me. And the big O's like, you can roll on your own. And as he rolls, the sharp edges roll out, and he becomes a big O, and then he and the big O without being codependent yes to be their own selves kind of roll off into the distance. i love this how have i not I gotten this book yet it's just like it's such it's such a great and i bought it for cheap on amazon used, and it's like the, the kind of you know the yeah, yeah. traditional like classic very, silverstein yeah so, so fun uh, so the family just to go yeah. and to, to, to put the kids to bed you know they have one room with four bunk beds, mm-hmm. New York apartment mm-hmm. and read them a story. And then they sing, they sing a song together as, oh. before they go to sleep every night. And it's like, Oh, to be uncle Jonathan is, is definitely saving my self care.
0: I love that. I love that.
4: Yeah. I'm, I'm sure you? you're
0: a good uncle Jonathan. Um, you know, I really have to say too, as tread as it sounds, really being present with my kids and just, you know, trying to, like, every night trying to, to find a way to, I mean, it's, it's weird because as an Enneagram 3, we want to, like, make meaning out of this whole thing, right? We want to, like, right. what did we do in our quarantine? What Like, what did we achieve? And I right. think one way that I'm trying to do that in a way that is sane for me is having a meaningful conversation with my kids every night.
2: Mm-hmm. And
0: that is... It, 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 f- it fills my need to, to do something because <laughs> that's a big value for me. Um, but it also just makes me feel good. Um, and mm-hmm. then for me, um, getting out of the house and in nature because, you know, I think yeah. like, and, and, and really getting off the internet and just like, for me, it's the beach. It's going to the beach and remembering that the, you know, the world is still turning and the waves are still crashing. And, you know, that, that's always a good reset button for me is being outside. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
3: I love, I, it's one of the things that I've, I, I, I'm really lucky in, in, in the city because I live in the seminary campus. So I basically Mm -hmm. live on like a private park. park. Yeah. It's, yeah. And then I ride my bike, which is why I was late to our call. I, I I try to get out every day. Yeah. And I ride up the, the highway, which next time you visit, you'll stay with me. You'll see this place. You'll love this little, seminary. We I've been there. I visited morning, with,
0: I visited with Shauna. So I have been there. It's such a lovely oh, you campus. Yeah. Did I see you that time? No, no you were, at, um, the last time I was in New York, you were out of town.
3: Oh, well, yeah. next time you come, we'll yes. take, we'll go, we'll go bike riding. We'll oh. do all my random fun things, Love but it. I at least have a little piece of nature here. So that's nice. That's nice.
0: Well, thank you so much for chatting with me. It's always fun.
3: Oh my gosh. It is my pleasure. And I cannot wait to get your book.
0: Well, I hope other people will check yours out too. They will both be linked up below wherever you're watching. And people can find you at um, jonathanmerritt.com. Awesome. Today's episode is sponsored by SaveTheChildren.org. Save the Children believes every child deserves a future. In the United States and around the world, they work every day to give children a healthy start in life, including the kids that are hardest to reach. Right now, the coronavirus is the biggest global health crisis of our lifetime, and it threatens kids in many ways. COVID-19 has already left a lot of kids without caregivers or out of school and exposed to violence. With your support, Save the Children can help kids in unsafe households and help them distance learn in the face of school closures. Here's a couple ways you can make a difference. For $25, you could feed five kids who are out of school a nutritious breakfast and lunch. For $50, you can deliver essential learning supplies to kids who are learning outside of school. And for $100, you can fill a bookshelf for out-of-school children in rural America where many don't own a single book. To help, go to savethechildren.org savekids. Again, www.savethechildren.org savekids.
2: Hi, guys. I'm BJ Hickman, and I'm an emotional wellness coach. I have a private practice where I focus on trauma, attachment, and the ways they interfere with emotional fitness. I currently have clients in every time zone in the United States and a few abroad as well, and I'm here to lend a hand when it comes to emotional self-care. Today, I'm starting a series based on questions from a number of you. And I'd like to make this more of an interactive experience than it has been so far. So my segments are going to be a little bit shorter from this point on, but each week I'll create a post in the Facebook group where we can continue the conversation on that week's topic. In that space, I'll engage with you. I'll also make resources available to you if indeed you'd like to dive deeper into the topic of the week. Today I want to introduce the concept of attachment theory because it's going to play a major role in the topics we're going to cover in the weeks to come. So attachment is a theory of human development that focuses on how infants and adults establish, monitor, and repair attachment bonds. There are two main types of attachment styles, secure and insecure. We are designed for secure attachment. Mammals are born very immature. So it's actually instilled in us to have a desire to be close to our mothers so that we can feel safe. It also means our bodies were designed to respond to warmth, gentle touch, soft vocalizations, and a tender gaze from our moms. So as infants, there's an innate need for us to receive these things in order to secure our bond or our attachment to ourselves through the attachment to our parents. It's not so that we can have a lifelong bond with them It's actually so that we can develop a strong sense of security within ourselves by the time we reach adulthood. That's the formula for creating self-sufficient, emotionally mature adults. Unfortunately, many things interrupt our parents' ability to complete this process. Whether you experienced overt abuse and neglect in childhood, or if you remember childhood as normal or happy, only about 10% of all children make it to adulthood with a primarily secure attachment adaptation. The good news is, it's never too late to get one. So there are three styles of insecure attachment. One is anxious attachment or ambivalent is another word for it. One is avoidant or dismissive. And the third is disorganized. It's important, however, to note that these names are not describing you. They are describing the environment you grew up in. It's crucial to differentiate this because we so often utilize the term emotionally unavailable to describe people. And that's talking about something very different, even though what you'll eventually figure out as we go through this is that emotional unavailability is based on attachment wounds. Let me describe a little bit about what each of these styles look like. Anxious or ambivalent attachment is often described with words like needy, clingy, oversensitive, controlling, high maintenance, or high strung. It's really my desire that as you come to understand attachment theory, you'll see how these common terms are problematic, mainly because We're talking about behavior, and what we're going to be doing is identifying the cause of that behavior. In that space, you're going to begin to develop some compassion for yourself and others as you begin to understand how this behavior is related to your attachment orientation. Some of the character traits are an anxiously attached person really wants or believes they need to be in a relationship at all times. They may feel anxious when a loved one leaves, even if it's just to go to work or to the gym to work out. They're very likely to want to do everything together. If their partner goes on a business trip, they might even get secure and fearful, possibly to the degree of mistrusting the relationship, even when there's not a cause. And the anxiously attached is often characterized as someone who might give and give and give to their friends or partners, almost to the degree that their generosity seems to have no end. It would be easy to judge them and say they're manipulating or buying your affection, but the truth is they're trying to secure the relationship so that they feel wanted and needed and maybe so they won't be abandoned. Avoidant and dismissive attachment is described often as detached often their own world, insensitive, cold, standoffish, a lone wolf, they're often characterized as workaholics. Avoidance, don't mind or even prefer to be alone. They do things on their own or for themselves. They'd rather not ask for help or collaborate with others. They actually may form less problematic relationships with inanimate objects or with plants or animals rather than people. They often feel like they don't belong in most places, like they are other outcasts on the fringe. Even long-term friendships may be pretty surface rather than deep. And even though they actually feel very deeply, they may not be able to act on or express deep emotions. In fact, you might even find that they can write the most beautiful, eloquent, loving, and affectionate message to you in a card. And then when you're in their presence, you're not even sure they like you. And trust is a major issue. It often comes very slowly, if at all. And the last style is disorganized attachment. This is the person who has suffered great harm as a child, either emotionally or physically. And what it looks like in adulthood might be self-absorption, lack of impulse control, an ongoing sense of failure. There's a lot of chaos. They're easily overwhelmed and they likely have a freeze response to their triggers. So let's continue this conversation on the Facebook page. I look forward to seeing you there.
0: All right, let's take a listener question around beauty for Claire. Claire, here is your question. I'm thinking about using a face cleaning brush. I've used Clarisonic years ago, but now there's all these silicone ones. Which one should I be using?
4: Well, I have a very short <laughs> concise answer to this question. Not a fan of the Clarisonic. Not a fan of the brushes. And I'm not even very familiar with the silicone ones, but I am, I'm open to hearing about it. Um, in short, I think that these brushes are just breeding grounds for bacteria. Ew, gross, end of story. Now, another reason I don't like them is anyone who has sensitive skin, these brushes, you know, sometimes can create very small little cuts or, um, you know, overly irritate the skin in in ways that they should not. And in some ways they can actually be creating more acne with more bacteria on the skin. And then, you know, like excoriation, which, you know, is gonna give us premature aging. So I'm not a fan of Clarisonic. I know a lot of people absolutely love them, but no, I'm not a fan and I do not recommend them for almost anyone. Sorry guys. Hey, thank you for joining us. Continue the self-care
0: conversation with us on Instagram at, at @selfiepodcast and in the Selfie Podcast community group on
1: Facebook. You can also visit our website to check out the resources we've talked about in each episode at selfiepodcast.com. Make sure to subscribe to Selfie on iTunes so you can
0: catch up with us next week. Take care.